to another episode of One Love Live here at Love Walk. I'd like to thank you so much for joining me for this Bible study. Um, As you know, at uh, One Love Live, we explore the Bible together to find practical answers to real world problems and issues. So if you will go with me, we're going to jump right into this study. I hope you are well and you are blessed. Um, So if you will go with me to 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 2 we're going to read our anchor text and that is this only the people sacrificed in high places because there was no house built to the name of the lord until those days so this scripture is basically in the context of believers um, of of hebrews uh, actually having to sacrifice in high places rather than the house of God where his name would be because they didn't have it in those days. So high places were places where people typically would sort of sacrifice to their gods and these were gods of wood and stone and bronze and you know the people of that those nations that lived around the Hebrews they often practiced their religions by sacrificing in high places as well. So we're seeing a situation where you have you know Uh, Hebrews actually sacrificing to their God, but they're sacrificing to their God in high places. So this is not quite right. It's not quite what God wants. And I want to ask you a question today, which is the question we're going to try to answer today. And that is, do not make your sacrifice to God in a high place, but in the place where his name dwells. Sacrificing to God in a high place rather than in the place where his name dwells? I think that's a very important question to ask because we often believe, you know, as people who are religious or if you are in the faith, a lot of times we're eager to sacrifice for God or sacrifice to God. Yet we forget that God has a preference for obedience, not just sacrificing in any high place. So let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. And it says, And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. That is a powerful scripture. And that verse is really taken from a time when Samuel was responding to Saul, who had decided to, you know, kind of uh, sacrifice um, these, um, make sacrifices rather than be obedient to what the Lord wanted. And so it's really important for us to understand that the Lord would rather us be obedient than to actually make sacrifices, no matter how authentic they may be. And I would also add, also in this 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, it says, To obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. A lot of time we miss that part about to listen. God wants us to listen, and a lot of times we're so busy doing, so busy sacrificing for the Lord and doing the Lord's work, that we don't take the time to listen to Him. So it's important. It's right there in 1 Samuel chapter 15. He's saying right now that it is better to listen than the fat of rams and it is better to obey than to sacrifice. If you read in Ephesians 6, 1 chapter 6 to verse 1 to 10, 
God is going to give examples of obedience of children, of fathers, of servants, and many others. And he's basically saying that it is better to obey the word than to make that sacrifice. It's because a true sacrifice begins with obedience. That's so critical to understand that a true sacrifice begins with obedience. You know, and if we can remember this, we can see that in even Christ, when he went on to sacrifice himself on the cross, at first he had to say, not my will, but thy will be done. That there is obedience. If we look in Luke 22, 42, Luke chapter 22, verse 42, it says, saying, Father, if you will be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Here we have a clear example of the Lord at a point of sacrifice, instead pivoting to be sure that he is obedient rather than sacrificial. You know, when he said all these things, there's a very interesting scripture that happens right after where it says an angel appeared and strengthened him. I want us to sort of confirm this verse of an angel coming and and strengthening him after he has decided to be obedient. Um, And that's going to be found in Isaiah 45 and 24. It says, surely shall one say in the Lord have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. This verse in Isaiah actually refers to the coming Christ. And if we read on, let's read it in context right now, starting at um, verse 23. It says, I have sworn by myself, the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that to me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. Surely shall one say in the Lord have I righteousness and strength, even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. In the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and glory. You know, in these scriptures, we see that when we, when he chose obedience, he obtained two things, righteousness from the Lord and strength, as seen being given by this angel. And both the righteousness and the strength are given by God. It was an angel from the Lord. Sacrifice is then not the principal thing. It is whose name you sacrifice to and what cause. If we look even down in 1 Corinthians where Paul teaches us about what charity truly is, what love truly is, he says some very key things and I want to note those. So let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Now, this part of the scripture used to bother me as a new believer because I believed this was love. I could not see how someone who could give their body to be burned 
or give all of their possessions could not have love it just blew my mind i gotta tell you as a young believer i just it bothered me to my soul you know but when we understand the obedience component of love we realize it is the posture of the heart in these deeds that matters most now i am not quick to say that someone is unloving because they do not gush with overtures of good deeds and sacrifice rather i understand god looks at the heart the intent and the obedience when those are in alignment then will follow righteousness and strength you know in public relations people do many things for many reasons you know and they do it to have a good reputation they do it to be liked by others some people are people pleasers some people do it because you know it's strategic some people do it because they feel they they can gain something from it but you know people doing these things for many reasons do not actually justify that reason for believers we must do things for one reason only one so let's go ahead and look back at the text. We're going to go to um, 1 Kings, again, 3 and 2. It says, Only the people sacrificed in high places because there was no house built to the name of the Lord until those days. We have to sacrifice in the place where God's name is, not where others may take it or sacrifice to any foreign gods. To a foreign god in these days could be you know your pride it could be your business it could be your reputation it could be um anything a lot of times we're sacrificing to foreign gods and we don't even know it and when we make sacrifice it has to be clearly in the place where god's name is that brings him glory let's go down to john 14 and 15 it says if you love me keep my commandments Think about that. If you love me, keep my commandments. There's an obedience in love. An obedience in love. You can't say you love and you don't do the things that are required for it to be love. So that is one way you can always tell right off the bat. If someone is doing, you know, unkind or wrong things to someone and they say they love them, that's a clear indicator that that is not what is the case. Let's read in John 14, 21. It says, He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Think about that. He's saying he's going to manifest himself to those who love him, not those who don't. So we have to, as believers, stop getting upset with people who don't believe in the Lord because they don't see him. They can't because they don't love him. So he can't manifest himself to them. It's saying right here that he will manifest himself to those who love him. And think about what it's saying there. It says that he that has my commandments, not just he who has my commandments, but he that has them and keeps them. It's he that loves me. That's very important to, to, to remember. Think about that now. If you keep his commandments, you love him. Not just that you know them, you memorize them, you go to church, you sing and lift your hands or you give your body to be burned. That's all fine and good. 
you know, also in that text, he says, if you love him, then you will be loved by his father, the very God, and that he will manifest himself to you. When Jesus determined his obedience to God the Father, then God sent an angel to strengthen him. Do not die on a hill God did not ask you to die on. Sacrifice where his name will get the glory. Your sacrifice may be in your marriage, with your children, with a relative, or even a stranger, but sacrifice in obedience where it really matters to God, not just that which looks good to man. Make sure your sacrifice is on God's altar and not just any high place. We as believers have to come to a point where when we make our sacrifices, we are doing it with him in mind. We're not doing it for any other reason but that. If you love me, you will do my commandments. Love has stipulations for it to be love. If I tell you that I love you and I beat you every single day, it's not falling within the context of love. The Bible is full of scriptures. Just go look at 1 Corinthians. Just go look at God's sacrifice. Just go look at all of the things that the Lord says about his love and about sacrifice and about what it means to be a believer. There are stipulations on what it really means to love. You cannot tell me someone that is unfaithful is loving or loves. That just simply isn't the case. Are you being unfaithful to God? Are you being unfaithful to a promise that you made? Whatever it may be, you have to square everything up with God and his conception of what love is and what it means to sacrifice and what it means to give your body. These are things that are important for us to understand. Just giving your body to be burned, that's not sufficient. Just making a sacrifice is just not sufficient unless we are sacrificing in the name of our Lord. And as we see in Kings, where we read in our anchor text, they were sacrificing in high places. God wants us to sacrifice where his name is at. People lose families, they lose opportunities, they lose loved ones, they lose so much sacrificing to what God never asked them to sacrifice to. And that's the tragedy. Don't sacrifice where God has not asked you to sacrifice because there's no reward in that. God has specific things in his word that actually denote what is true sacrifice to him, where his name is at, where he will get the glory. You know, and we're often left, you know, embittered when we find ourselves sacrificing. We don't get the returns we thought we would get. Because God needs us to sacrifice where his name is at. And he needs us to be obedient more than sacrificial. He wants us to hear more than to give us the fat of what we have, the best of what we have. Do you know what's more important than the best, the fatness of what we have? It is to listen. And do you know what is more important than the sacrifice of what we give? To obey. So I want to encourage you wherever you are as a believer to seek to obey the Lord. Learn his will. Get into his word and learn what it is that he wants for you in your life. So that your life can be a light and he can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you are blessed. Take care. Bye. Thank you.